It's Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly Eton, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.myspace.com. Hear God's Word at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the Word. We'll move all the doubt and cause us We are, as always, we always have to see the vision where God wants us to be, where God wants us to go. And by faith, we have to get there before we get there. We always want to uh, hold this vision up before you. Bethlehem, get it right! Which is our theme for this year. We stand on 1 Peter 4, 17, for a time has come. For judgment to begin at the house of God. And, and when it gets the house right, everything else will be right. Amen? Amen. We're standing on Luke chapter 8, verse 48, as we are getting it right with the matriarchs. And we're studying women in the Bible. Women in the Bible. And we're studying their faith. And we're studying their faith. Uh, this text says, And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And we're going to learn from many different women this month. And we're going to learn from their faith. And we pray that their faith will enable us to have peace. Amen? Their, pace, their faith will give us the victory will give us the victory. Tonight, we're sharing a lesson entitled, A a Better Faith, A Better Faith. And we're looking at Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. And let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. It's two slides, I believe, and uh, it's in your handouts. This is the NIV. One, two, three. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Tonight we're going to talk about a better faith, we're going to talk about a busy faith, and we're going to talk about a, a bitter faith. 
a better faith, a busy faith, a bitter faith. And we want Christians to know tonight, as we learn from this woman named Mary tonight, uh, Christians develop their faith by sitting at the feet of Jesus. Christians develop their faith by sitting at the feet of Jesus. Before we get in our text tonight, I have a question for you. In our day and time, what does it mean to sit at the feet of Jesus? In our day and time, what does it mean to sit at the feet of Jesus? Can anybody tell me or share with me? What does that mean to sit at the feet of Jesus? To to study and pray. Okay, to study and pray. Okay. To study his word and pray is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Okay, amen. Anybody else? To listen to his word, amen. Anybody else? Also, what she said, um, to listen and learn. To listen and learn, amen. Anybody else? How can we sit at the feet of Jesus? Meditating upon his word. Amen. Meditating upon his word, amen. It's a real good way, real good way to sit at the feet of Jesus. Anything else? Watching TV, is that sitting at the feet of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Watching Scandal on Thursday nights? Oh, yeah. not... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> To humbly submit myself to him. Amen. To his commandments, to his word. To humbly submit. That to me is setting setting at the feet of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Being totally surrendered to him. Okay. Anybody else? What I pictured is like kind of like a dog sitting at somebody's feet being obedient. Wow. Amen. That's a good illustration. Being uh, obedient. I remember hearing a preacher uh, give an illustration about obedience and talking about how uh, he laid a stake out before that, that dog and the dog mouth was watering and but he told him to sit and he didn't move and he didn't move and his mouth was watering he was whining <laughs> but he stayed there until he told him he could go amen that's that's uh, sitting at the feet of the master amen amen anybody else amen learn of him and learn more about him amen Cecita, you raise your hand. Yeah, I was going to say, for me, it's um, when I'm doing my study, I mean, really deep off into it, you know, um, and learning more and more, you know, because you run into something that you research and then you see something else, and I feel like that's sitting at the feet Amen. A deep study, uh, like when you're researching and writing, you you can sit at the feet. 
of Jesus that way. That's a good illustration. Amen. Um, let's see what this video says, what he uh, defines sitting at the feet of Jesus. In the hustle and bustle of the job, school activities, fixing the car, and trying to make ends meet, we lose sight of the purpose of life. Many times we don't stop the mad rush until a crisis is upon us in the form of ruined health, devastated relationships, and depression. Jesus visited the house of two sisters. Mary sat and listened to Jesus teach the principles of life. Martha was distraught with preparing a meal for her guests and complained that Mary wasn't doing her part. Jesus answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Mary saw the need to nurture her spiritual nature. The details of life's busyness would still be there, but for now there was something more important. Take care of your spiritual needs, daily prayer, and Bible study. It is the time you spend with your Creator that guides everything else in your life. For Beyond Today, I'm Gary Petty. Amen. That is a better faith, people. A better faith is being able to set apart and set away from the busyness of life. The busyness of life. And we live in a very busy time and uh, many times a very scheduled time and and we're running from here to there, and we have children running from here, running from soccer, basketball, football practice, and running all over the place and trying to get it work. And you have so many things that are pulling at you that the last thing that the devil wants you to do is to sit at the feet of Jesus, to take time. And that, that, that phrase, to sit at the feet of, of Jesus, literally means to learn, to learn of him. She chose better. And, and what makes this text so unique is that she was a woman, and, and, and it was a custom that they wouldn't even let women even read the, the Torah. So she, she decided to sit at the feet of Jesus even though it was against the law for her to learn. Hello, somebody. And we don't have laws, especially in America, for, uh, so we have all the time and, 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 and that, we, that we have to sit at Jesus' feet, but we're, we get so busy. The text says she had a sister called Mary, and she sat at Jesus' feet learning to what uh, he said. She took time to set at his feet just to learn, just to learn, just to learn. Uh, uh, and many people think that uh, uh, they're too old to learn. Uh, you know, that, that's not a disciple. The disciple is what? Can anybody define and tell learner. me what a, a disciple is? A learner. a learner, a learner. Literally, our whole faith is based on us learner. learning. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Let me say that again. Literally, our whole faith is based on us learning. And the last thing the devil wants you to do is to learn more about God. The last thing the devil wants you to do is to develop a, a deep, intimate relationship with God. And there's a difference between setting at Jesus' feet and just knowing about him. Like we studied this last Sunday. This last Sunday, she knew of him, but she didn't know him. Hello, somebody. <coughs> 
Mary was right there, sitting right there where women weren't supposed to sit, sitting right there probably with 13 other grown men. The only woman there sitting and learning at the feet of Jesus. Hello, somebody. And that's what we got to do. I like Deuteronomy 33, uh, 3. Surely, if it is you who love the people, all the holy ones are in your hands. At your feet, they will bow down and from you receive instructions. So people who love God like to receive instructions from God. Hello, somebody. People who love God like to, like to hear what he says. They want instruction from him. So they'll, they'll find themselves in a Wednesday night service like tonight trying to learn more about him on Sunday morning and you know, at, 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 at the women's study or, or Sunday school. That is a better faith. That is a better faith to set at the faith of Jesus. Doesn't get any better than that. To set at the faith of Jesus. Uh, we live in a time where people don't even know their Bibles anymore. And they can look on the television and they'll listen to anybody and they think all, all preachers are the same. There's going to be a new uh, preachers in L.A. tonight that's coming on tonight. And, 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 and you're going to listen. There are going to be folk listening to these guys and they're not going to be able to discern their true doctrine. Come on. Because they, they have never sat at the feet of Jesus. These guys are going to be talking about having the cars and having the fame, having the money, having uh, material things. But, 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 but what did Jesus say about all of this? Hello, somebody. Uh, 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 he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all that stuff that you worried about will be added unto you. He didn't say that he came that you might be a millionaire. He didn't say you came that you might drive a Jag or a Lamborghini or, or ride in a limo. Hello, somebody. But if you don't, if you haven't sat at the feet of Jesus, you'll take one person like the other. Hello. And put them all in the same category, not being able to discern the true doctrine of their faith. Hello, somebody. But those who love the Lord and have a better faith sat at the feet of Jesus and learned from him. Amen. Hello, somebody. So are you a learner? Uh-huh. One of the ways I can tell whether or not you're truly a learner of the Lord is are you complaining and bitter all the time? Have you ever noticed folks? See, people who spend time with Jesus don't complain a whole lot. Hello, somebody. People who sit at the feet of Jesus know that it's really a sin to complain. Hello, somebody. People who sit at the feet of Jesus really know that it's a sin to gossip. Hello, somebody. People who sit at the feet of Jesus have a right attitude. But when you when you get even too busy serving the Lord to where you're not sitting at his feet, it can mess you up. Hello, somebody. You could be doing a good thing and still be wrong. Hello, somebody. Here's a question I want y'all to discuss with me tonight. Have you ever been busy doing a good thing for God and realized you missed out on doing the best thing for God? Have you ever been? What, what is your experience in that? You've been busy doing a good thing for God that, uh, and you realize that you missed out doing the best thing for God. Anybody tell me? Well, like the scenario that I pointed out today, uh, I noticed 
Mm-hmm. And I have not been doing it. Mm-hmm. Just because. Mm-hmm. I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm the musician, minister of music here. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing for God. Good thing. But the thing about doing the best thing for God is I have not been assembling myself mm. and studying mm. and uh, praying with the saints. Mm. Mm. I've mm. done it by myself. Mm. Amen. That's a great, that's a great. I've just been at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And studying when I got ready. Mm. Mm. And uh, that's. I mean, I can put that on myself. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Doing something good. But it's not the best thing to do. And we do that all the time. Especially Christian folk. Christian folk. We run after people. Yeah. Church stuff. Go ahead. I've been too busy at times doing the, the work, the church work. And forgetting about the church work out there. All right. And the sick and, mm. and, and, and the shut in and, mm. and, and the widows and the fathers and mothers mm-hmm. and all those, you know, and, and, and the jailhouse. Mm. I, I have got caught up in that mm. at a certain point because I say, well, I'm so busy working and trying to do, you know, and making sure I be at church every Sunday and, mm. and Wednesday. And, mm. I mean, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the best thing is, that I, I forget to witness hmm. while I'm out hmm. there. The well, well, well. Going by to see somebody who hmm. I know that had been sick. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Very short, short to me, you know, and I, I've got to do something about it. Anybody else? Let's do something. My thing is, uh, I still do things of doing, like, you know, going down to nursing homes and. and Doing things for people, helping them out, stuff like that. But the best thing I'm not doing is, is, is you know, being behind the sacred desk that I'm supposed to be doing. Hmm. That's you know, where I'm missing it. Hmm. Lord, hmm. been dealing with me about that here lately, you know, because I've been doing everything else. Well, and I get out here and cut the grass and get the thing. trash. Uh, yeah, good, good thing. But missing out on the, the better thing. Amen. Amen. That that's a, a great illustration uh, of that. That's uh, why we're you know while we're in Bible study. I mean that's 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 just the thing you know. Even us inside here tonight, you know, we've got to start keeping things real. Mm. You know, and and just speaking up. Mm-hmm. What how we're I must say how I'm failing. Mm. And doing the best things for God. Amen. Amen. I think they, they I say, tell everybody I talk to, you know, I said, we just got to start keeping things real. Hmm. Amen. I mean, calling people on stuff, you know, but we also got to be living a different life. Amen. If we're going to call people, we want to come back to us. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Those are some two excellent examples uh, of that. Uh, they say the greatest enemy of excellent is good. And God has a, wants us to live in an excellent manner and do the excellent things for him. Uh, but the devil gets us tripped up on 
the good stuff, on the good stuff. And uh, I like the way this next preacher kind of describes in terms of, of the kind of world that you're living in. You've got to ask your question, are you living in a merry world or, or are you living in a Martha world? A merry world, uh, a merry world is where you sit and spend time with Jesus and allow that to strengthen you to live the rest of your life. Or are you living in a Martha world where you're just busy and you try to marry late at night before you go to sleep and it don't work because you fall asleep? Yep. Hello, somebody. So this is the terms that, that he uses. America is now the most overworked country in America. Americans work more hours every year than any other nation on earth. We take our laptops on vacation if we go on vacation. We have our phones and our technology connected at home on our day off, late into the night. Work, 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 work. And what happens? We're troubled, we're anxious, we're distracted. And it leads to all kinds of difficulty. Stress, anxiety, depression, bouts with anger, heart disease, much of it attributed to playing by the rules of a fallen, sin-filled, cursed Martha world. God has intended this world to be Mary first, then Martha. God built this world to be a merry world with Martha moments. Now, in Genesis 3, when sin enters the world and our work becomes cursed and laborious toil, it turned into a Martha world in which we have to fight for merry moments. I'll explain this to you in two ways. Uh, number one, um, in Genesis 1 and 2, that is the world as God created it, quote, very good, Genesis 1.31, before sin fallen the curse, and there was work to be done. But what we see is that it is a merry world where the man and the woman walk with the Lord God with the cool of the day. They get time, proverbially speaking, at the feet of Jesus. They're in constant communion and relation and affection and communication with the God of the Bible. It's a merry world with Martha moments, which is why in Genesis 2, it says that the Lord God created the man and put him in the garden to what? To work. So the world is to be a merry world with Martha moments, communion with God, and then work. We see this as well in Genesis 1, where it describes the days of creation, saying there was evening and morning, the first day, evening and morning, the second day, evening and morning, the third day, and so on and so forth. And some of, you, some of you may have caught this and you, you realize, oh, that's not how we account for time in the Martha world. Okay, in the Martha world, when does your day start? In the morning. So the alarm goes off, your adrenaline fires, you jump out of bed and run like you're insane. And you go, 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 do, 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 do. You're frustrated, you're anxious, you're tired, you're burned out, you're angry at everyone, you hate the traffic, you're loading up on caffeine, you can't stop working, and then you just run home, and you work some more, and your mind is consumed, and then you fall into bed, and you're hoping for a merry moment, and you can't start sleeping because your mind is racing, and your heart is burdened, and you're distracted, and you're troubled, and you're anxious. 
and you've burned yourself out on a Martha day, and you're trying to throw a merry moment at the end. And Amen. Communing with God. That's sitting at the feet of Jesus. And that's where a Christian should get that strength to go out to do the work as the man of God said. We need to draw our strength. When we wake up, man, when we first wake up, and and I've always uh, had it said that if, if you don't have enough time to commune with God in the morning time, then you need to wake up an hour early. Hello, somebody. And commune with God. Pray. Read his word. Study his word. Meditate on his word. Uh, or whatever is the best time of day for you. For some people, not morning people. Maybe at nighttime where you can, you can spend an hour just just communing with God through prayer and studying his word and and you allow that to strengthen you because if, if, if you don't allow that to strengthen you, you're going to end up just like Martha. What did Martha? Martha was busy. Hello, somebody. She was busy. A busy face. But Martha was distracted. Hello, somebody. Distracted. By all the preparations that had to be made she came to him and asked, Lord, do, uh, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. <laughs> she, 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 instead of communing with Jesus, she's literally hollering at Jesus. Woo! Instead of spending personal time with Jesus, she complaining about her sister. And that's why I say I, I, one of the ways I know whether you're committed with God is that whether you're complaining or not, because people with busy faith or bitter faith, they complain all the time. And it's a reflection of your relationship with God. How, how can I complain when I know about the God? You know, the old folk, you say that God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. And they had all kinds of saying like that. They didn't spend their time complaining about everything. Hello, somebody. Murmuring. Hello, somebody. It's a reflection of, of whether or not you're communing with God because if you're communing with God, you don't want to be involved in all that messiness. You don't want to hear all the complaints. You, don't, you, you just naturally shy away from folk who try to bring stuff to you and gossip at you and all of that. You, you ain't got... And the words of that Oklahomian, that famous Oklahomian. Ain't nobody got time for that. Sweet Brown. <laughs> That's her name, I think. Sweet Brown. <laughs> nobody got time for all that. Uh, I, I want to sit and get to know Jesus. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want that relationship to strengthen me for the work that, that needs to be done. Otherwise, I end up just being busy. Hello, somebody. Just being busy. Uh, she posed the question, and this is the way where you, go, where you almost enter into that time of bitterness. She said, tell him to help me. Uh, tell her to help me. In that great storm, Jesus uh, was at the stern sleeping on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care about us drowning? drowning? <laughs> no. you, you began to wonder whether or not God cares about 
you because you're you're busy. You're so busy that you don't realize uh, that 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 He's right there with you. One of my favorite new songs. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it says you're watching and waiting, anticipating. Uh, but He's already here. And, and you got to be able to have a community relationship with God. You, you, you have to be able to tap into him. And before you get busy, get with God. Hello, somebody. Back, back. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Or, neighbor. or neighbor, before you get busy, before you get, busy get, with God. get with God. That's why the Bible, the text says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not to your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. That's enough to pray about. Some of you are going through some very, very things, some things, some hard things. And, and before you start your day, you need to be praying about it. Hello, somebody. Having to take care of mama, I need to pray about that. Having to take care of my husband, I need to pray about that. I need to spend some time alone with God because I don't, I don't have the strength in and of myself to make it through such a time as this. And I have to tap into God as opposed to wondering whether God cares. Hello, somebody. Yeah, God cares for you. He cares. But, but if you don't get into that better faith and commune with God, you get busy, and then what else happens? You get bitter. Have you ever been bitter while you were serving the Lord? Have, have, have you ever been busy? This is a dangerous place to be bitter as a preacher. You don't want to come to this pulpit bitter because you'll forget about preaching God's word and you start hitting folk over the head. <laughs> she ain't did this. He ain't did that. Be knocking him and you're bitter. You be up here trying to sing and you're bitter. And when you're bitter, you can't hit that high note. Hello, somebody. <laughs> They'd be like, well, she didn't sing too well this morning. She used to be able to sing real well. Maybe type it right. Are you, are you on that door? You don't want to see an usher in the household of the Lord that ain't spend communion time with the Lord. They'll be back there looking at you like, what you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> bitter. <laughs> He'd be like, wait a minute. Did I come to the right place? <laughs> At the casino, they welcome me. Hello, somebody. <laughs> you know, they won't let me in. They don't stop praying. He still won't open the door. <laughs> But don't, don't allow that to happen. Don't, don't become a bitter saint. A bitter saint. That's, that's a reflection of your relationship with God. Because if, if, you, if you went in communion with God, you, you won't be bitter all the time. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We'll be bitter all the time. Anybody have a testimony about serving bitter? Or, Pastor, I just got it. I got it. And 
Mel was already just, you know, we, you know, and we got Jacob. And, and, and whenever he gets a little loud, I get kind of distracted a little bit, but I, I, I want him to be quiet so people can hear. And, but I was teaching there and I looked up and I didn't realize, at first I thought it was uh, another sister that came in. But then when that person got up here and started messing with Jacob and Jacob started getting I realized who it was. It was his mama and I just got totally distracted off of the lesson. Hmm. 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 I, 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 and I didn't know where I was at. Hmm. I, I kind of just, and, and, I, and I, I had to take a moment, step back a little bit and I allowed somebody to talk so I could say, Lord, help me, please. Don't let me get distracted like this. Hmm. Because it really did distract me because what she does is she, she gets him distracted and it got and it gets me distracted mm, and mm, mm. she brings phones and mm. little computers and start playing with it and that's the first thing he wants. Mm. And and boy I tell you what, it really and, and, and you know what I had this I had to, I, I told a couple of people back there, you know, and it's sad because I really felt something in my heart that I, I shouldn't have felt because mm. truly it she birthed that child. Mm. But I was mm -hmm. mad because she showed up. Well. <laughs> <laughs> and I had that, I remember I had that mm -hmm. as a prayer for that mm -hmm. Because I, it was not right. Mm -hmm. It was not right of me. Amen. And I and I was hoping that, and I'm pretty sure everybody in the Sunday school saw the reaction on my face and the way I just totally threw me from where we were at in the lesson. And I just, you didn't put you didn't put Noah in the lion's den, did you? Somebody get down the way home. And I, I wasn't happy about it. I wasn't happy about it myself. I, I really wasn't. I was upset at myself because to allow. See, if that's the case, then the devil will start will start using her to distract me. Oh, yeah. And then I had to start realizing. Wait a minute. Now, I that is her. She did birth the child, even though. She don't have him, and, and mm -hmm. he's with us. Mm -hmm. That still does not dismiss the fact <coughs> that she did give birth to him, mm -hmm. even if she lost him. So I had to, you know, grasp myself and, and start, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I thank the Lord because she showed up another time after that. But you know, I wasn't teaching, but I didn't let it distract me. Amen. I didn't let her Amen. Distract me. But I, I, Praying, Lord, help me, because I, you know, the devil, he will use anything that he knows can oh, yeah. get under your skin, yeah. and it got under my skin. Because yeah. my wife told me my face changed. <laughs> I did not. I, I, I mean, that you know, and I know I've been with the Lord and serving Him a long time, but that don't mean nothing. I'm still yeah. human, mm -hmm. and we all fail, and we all yeah. come short mm -hmm. a lot of times. And, and and that probably happens to a lot of us in this church. Oh, yeah. Certain yeah. people walk in that door. And and sometimes we see it. Now, and you you know, pastors, you preachers say y'all see it all the time. And, mm -hmm. and when you're teaching, you, you can see it as well. Mm -hmm. When when you know yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. But I I I I was uh, 
hoping and didn't many people see me, but I was going to apologize to the church because of, I mean, you know, Sunday school, uh, because of, you know, where the devil uh, came in on me. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we all fail. We all fail, and we forgive you. Mm-hmm. If we need to. I wasn't in here, so. <laughs> Y'all didn't get my joke. I, I asked him, did he put yeah. Noah yeah. in the uh, lion's den? Yeah. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> okay. okay, I guess I'll move on. <laughs> Some of y'all get it on the way out of us still. Let's see. <laughs> Let's look at this video. She was the model woman, a gracious host, a domestic dynamo, a real servant heart. Martha heard that Jesus was in the area. She insisted on hosting him for dinner. An impressive sit-down meal for 13 or more men. Hors d'oeuvres, side dishes, sauces, desserts, bread, salad, and wine. Place settings, seating arrangements, music, and lighting. After frantic preparations, the guests filed in and filled the room with laughter, jokes, and stories. Plates of scrumptious food were presented. Appropriate articulations of oohs, ahs, and mmms rewarded Martha for all of her hard work. The best was yet to come. Jesus began to teach. It was perfect, except for one thing. When Jesus began to lecture, Mary took a seat. She sat there wide-eyed oblivious to the obligations she was neglecting. It was outrageous. She abandoned Martha to do the work herself. What's worse, she was sitting where she didn't belong. A woman student? It was presumptuous, irresponsible, and out of place. With each trip into the banquet hall, Martha glared at Mary. She got angrier and angrier until finally she erupted. Jesus, Mary has abandoned me. Tell her to do her fair share. You would expect for Jesus to support this type of work ethic. He does not. Rather, he rebukes Martha. Martha, Martha, you are upset and agitated about too many things. We, too, tinker at our worship and work at our worry. Labor instead of listen. We plan instead of adore. How appropriate Jesus' words still are. Mary has chosen the better and it will not be taken away from her. Dear Christian Martha, Jesus never asked for a meal, but he craves a companion. From Luke 10, 38-42. Amen. Praise the Lord. She had gotten bitter. But Jesus had to rebuke her. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. Jesus is in your house, and you're worried and upset about many things, just like the, the guys that were on the boat during the storm. You've heard me say it many times, if Jesus is on your boat, your boat will float. Amen. Amen. Jesus was there. What, what are you worrying about? Well, somebody tonight, Jesus is saying, I, I'm here. Talk to me. Many times we take that text where we say Jesus is knocking on the door 
and and we take that out of context and mean that Jesus is knocking on the door of the unbelievers. Really, Jesus was knocking on the door of the, the believer. believers. Saying, I want to come in. I want to spend time with you. I want to sup with you. I want to have a dinner with you. With you. I, want, I want you to sit at my feet and learn more about me. And your learning about me will cause peace. Your learning about me will cause joy. You're learning about me is 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 anti-anxiety. Hello, somebody. Because when you truly know the Lord, there's a very if you truly know him, you, worry will, will come a thing of the past. You won't worry about anything. Won't worry about no dirty dishes or no storm on the sea. Because you know him. And this is what Matthew uh, 6.25 says. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear, is not life more than food and the body more than, <coughs> more than clothes? Martha was anxious and worried, busy. But Mary was at peace, sitting at the feet of Jesus. That's what she was. And that's where folk got to find us in our busy, busy world. Mm-hmm. Sitting at the feet of Jesus. Folks should be getting upset with it. Why you ain't upset because you done got laid off? The government done shut you down. Why you ain't upset? I'm not upset because I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus. Why you ain't upset about this new budget thing? We're about to go in default. Because I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, and my God don't shut down and my God can't go in default. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So, so I don't have to be worried about the things that are going on in the world because I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, and, and if Jesus is near, then guess what? I'm going to be all right. Hello, somebody. That's a good place to be. If, if Jesus, if, if you're at the feet of Jesus, everything else will be all right. That's right, man. Say to your neighbor, 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 or neighbor, or neighbor. It's gonna be all right. It's gonna be all right. If you get at his feet, if you get at his feet, it's going to be all right. Say to somebody else, they may not have said, but maybe you need to whisper, whisper to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor. It's gonna be all right. Gonna be all right. And stay at his feet. Learn of him. Amen. And prayer time is a good time to get at his feet. Hello, somebody. All those who are able, I want to ask you to get on your knees. You can't get on your knees. I'm gonna ask you to bow your heart as we try to get at the feet of Jesus tonight. As we try to get a better faith, not a busy faith, and not a bitter, a, a bitter faith, but a better faith, by setting at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to start us in prayer and pause for you to pray, and then I will close us. Shall we pray? Father God, we come tonight, Lord, just want to thank you and to praise your holy name, Father, for thy word, Father. We study tonight, Lord, about a better faith, Father. Father God, we know a better faith is not a busy faith. We know a better faith is not a bitter faith. We, we know a better faith is to just sit at the feet of Jesus, to 
to commune with God is a better faith. Even, even before we get busy within the day because our day is supposed to begin with a, 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 as, a, as a, ma, a merry day, Father. So Lord, help us, Lord, to spend some time with, oh, in the morning at your feet, Father. And maybe like Daniel, we need to spend some time at the noonday at your feet. And maybe, oh, like Daniel, we need to spend some time in the afternoon at your feet. Father, we need to spend some time with you, Father. Father God, we know, Lord, that if we if we can spend some time at your feet, uh, then we won't have to worry about the mundane, Lord, the mundane things about what's going on in our house or the mundane things uh, about what's going on in our world or in our nation, Father, because we sat at your feet. And Father, tonight we come, Father, sitting at your feet in prayer. And Father, praying, Lord, uh, for our nation, Lord, and praying, Father, we know, Lord, that Washington has shut down, Lord, but we know that you have not shut down, Father. We know, Lord, that, oh, they're about to uh, default, but we know, Lord, that you can't default, Father. And we sit at your feet and we cry out to you in regards to our nation, Father. And reminded, Lord, of your word that said, if my people who call by my name will humble themselves and pray, Lord, will sit at your feet and turn from our wicked ways then will I hear from heaven so Father right now tonight we sit at your feet and at your feet we realize Lord oh like some realize tonight Lord that, that we're not holy Father that we have failed you in some way or another Father and we come tonight asking you Father to forgive us of our sins wash us and cleanse us that we might be in right relationship with you Father that oh Lord that you wash us and cleanse us that we may want to spend more time at your feet because when sin is in our lives the last place we want to be is at your feet so Father we turn away from our sin and we turn back to oh your feet Father and we sit at your feet and ask your Father to, oh Lord that we might fellowship with one another Father that we might commune with your Father and as a result of our communing with you. Uh, then, Father, oh, you'll take care of our household. Then, Father, you'll take care of husband, mama, sister, brother. Oh, Father, and we come tonight uh, at your feet. Uh, praying, Lord, for Sister McCowan that didn't have a good day today. Father, and, and we sit at your feet and we name her name uh, before you in the heavens. Uh, oh, we sit at your feet on behalf of Brother Ray tonight. Father, who made it through the surgery. Glory, Father. But, oh, we sit at your feet and say, Lord, Monday is coming for heart surgery. We sit at your feet and we name his name before the throne of grace tonight in Jesus' name. Father, oh, we come tonight, oh, lifting up Reverend Ford to you. Oh, I sit at your feet. Oh, the doctors say cancer. But, Father, we name his name before your throne of grace tonight. And we ask you, Father, to touch his body and make him whole and well again. Father, we come in a seating on behalf of those oh, that's been shut out of their work asking, Father, that you be Jehovah Jireh, our God that will provide for our every need. Father, we come tonight praying, 
uh, those had been shut out of uh, hospital rooms and the doctor said they couldn't do anything uh, but we cry out uh, oh to the doctor of doctors uh, we sat at your feet and we named their names uh, and still believe uh, that there is a bomb in Gilead uh, and there's healing father for our bodies and our soul father we sat at your feet tonight oh father we bring all our concerns uh, we bring all our worries uh, we bring all our troubles uh, we bring all our trials uh, oh father and we and we at your feet uh, oh name them before you and ask you Lord to dispatch uh, your angels Lord uh, oh to go before us uh, and make the rough places smooth to uh, shatter the doors of bronze to cut through the iron bars uh, and to give us the treasures hidden in secret places that we may know father that it is you who call us by name father we set at your feet uh, and call out uh, oh to you for Bethlehem uh, and ask your father at your feet that you would cause uh, revival to happen in this place uh, first uh, oh from those of us on the inside of this place uh, that we will set at your feet get to know you and want to get up uh, oh and run and tell others uh, about who you are father like that woman in Samaria father who uh, who knew about you but came to know your father and had to go out and tell others about a man who told her about us here. Father, you told us about ourselves tonight. Now, Father, enable us to leave this place to go out and tell others about the goodness of the God that we serve, Father. We thank you, Father. And Hello again, this is Pastor Michael name, Eton. Father. I've been your host right for now, today's Father, program. Before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born. 
to the Household of Faith here at Bethlehem again. We're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. But if you're listening throughout the world, listening throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China, we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Lee Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've called in this program Vision to Reality. And This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword.bethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give. 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. 
Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com. Bethlehem.